I, I had the mindset with art and creativity and healing for the patients, but I didn't realize the connection of how important it is for healthcare workers on a day-to-day -day basis to see happy art in their Ooh, I hospital. Go. I've been working, told them, please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bruh, just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog, swear I paid on my fees. I was starving for this game, now my fan, they can't eat. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Cup of Nurses show with your hosts, Peter and Matt, two nurses on a mission to change this world one conversation at a time. So let's jump right into it. If you find value in this show and want to join us on this mission, please share and review the show. It would mean absolutely everything to us. Cupofnurses.com for your latest updates, merch releases, and all the info to all of our show notes. For our lifestyle podcast, you can check out wearefrontlinewarriors.com. In this episode, we would like to introduce you to Dean Bowers. Dean is an artist with the intention of making this world a more loving, gentler, and kinder place. She gives ordinary objects value by bringing out their best qualities and celebrating their flaws and imperfections. Dean's art encourages others to embrace and celebrate their shortcomings. We talk about the importance of art and the Together While Apart project. Hey Dean, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on the show. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and was art always your passion? How did you get started with art? Um, well, let's see. I live outside of Charleston, South Carolina on a barrier island. I have been creative my entire life and I'm a self-taught artist. So um, I never, I don't have any formal training. It's been a a uh, series of trial and errors. Um, I thought I wanted to be a nurse when I was in high school and I was a candy striper for about five minutes and realized that the sight of blood and all of that was not, um, not my strength. I'm a hand wringer. So in a crisis, I wring my hands going, what do we do? What do we do? Um, and just using my hands to create um, visual art was, was a better a better fit for me. Um, so how did you get started? So for example, for me, I remember when I was younger, I on the side of my notebook, I used to draw little triangles and circles and do that and then bought myself a little sketch notebook and always pencil things. Did you have a specific form of art that you partook in and sparked your passion? Um, it was more creating gifts for my friends. I actually still cannot draw to this day in time. Um, I can't I struggle with drawing a straight line, but I always loved going into the art room in school and the smell of oil paints. And just, it was, it was like coming home every time I went into an art class. And um, I love creating gifts for my friends. Um, and it just, one thing led to another. Um, I did not major in art, unfortunately. I was a psychology major, but it has served me well throughout my life. Where do you find your, your inspiration? Do you have like a muse or do you just just find the, the value in your art in, how, in like providing it for others? How, do, how, does that, how does that work? Or maybe 
Is there a time where you're struggling creatively and you kind of go back to something in your past uh-huh. or something like that? Yes, and it has evolved over the time. Um, I have recently, in the past probably four or five years, just noticed that I have to get quiet. I have to go out and take walks. I have to unplug, cannot watch the news. Um, I just have to be out in nature and the, the ideas just bubble up. I love color um, and I love fun designs, anything that's vibrant. Um, you know, if I'm out walking and I see a sunset and the oranges and the yellow of the sunset um, are just extraordinary, I go back in my studio and I try to recreate that color. Um, but it's basically getting quiet and um, the help of nature. And I know you mentioned your psychology major went to school for psychology. So how do you think art and your creativity and psychology mash? What does it do for the mind for you? (laughs) Well, it's my form of antidepressant. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Um, it is so soothing both to look at and to create. And it's, um, it's unplugging my mind from my my racing mind from um, stress and from the weeds of everyday life. And it's a way to be in touch with, with my soul as cliche as that sounds, but it it just, it brings everything down, uh, quiet my thinking and my heart takes over. Do you have a piece that you're really, really proud of or one that you worked really hard to make? Um, You know, I think some of my earlier pieces I love the most because I was not motivated to make them for money. It was just a beautiful form of outpouring creativity. Um, And there was no um, stress or obligation to it. It was just creativity at its purest form. So sometimes I look back at those older pieces and I I hope to tap back into that joy that was just so pure and authentic. Hmm. So are, are these paintings or is this like a different type of art or do you take some, um, go ahead. Yeah, it's um, a lot of mixed media. And so what I've loved doing through the years is walking around cities and on the beach and picking up metal and found objects, things that could flatten your tire or go into the waterways and harm marine life. Um, and I take them, take them back and clean them up and give them a new life through art. And it's so much fun to see people look at my art and try to identify what's the bottle cap or what's the pull tab or what's the rusted nail. And um, in working with the found objects, I learned a lot about myself too, that we can all have um, uh, a new use and, um, we, we don't have to be limited with just one purpose. We can be multi-purpose and sometimes air, um, imperfections are what make us unique and beautiful. And so working with these twisted metal objects that are no longer serving one purpose, I give them a creative purpose and, and probably a better life through art. So, um, yeah, it's almost like your art is a metaphor to, to life. You're bringing out, out the beauty within things that aren't the, the most beautiful. And that's, and that kind of reflects who a lot of people, sometimes we, we feel down, we feel worthless, but there is value in all of us. We can always find some value to, to provide same way your art provides, provides value. You, yeah. you, you make your art provide value. 
Exactly. And it's the beauty of walking through neighborhoods and really noticing places that normally I'd rush, rush, rush through. And sometimes the um, value in holding a piece of twisted metal, I can feel the energy of what it's previous life has been. And it's really neat. Plus, I feel like I'm doing my service getting um, these materials off the streets and off the beaches so they don't cause harm. Um, from a, from a, y'all would like this as a nurse, from a nurse's perspective, I keep my tetanus shot up. Um, that's the one shot I make sure that is never out of date. This episode is sponsored by Mudwater, our alternative to coffee. It has all the benefits of coffee without the anxiety, jitters, and crashes. My favorite ingredient in mud water is lion's mane because it keeps me alert and focused. My favorite ingredient in mud water is chaga and reishi because it boosts my immune system. It's like chai and cacao had a baby. Mud water works with our body, not against it. Not like most caffeinated products. Mud water is 100% USDA organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, and kosher certified. Our favorite way to drink mud water is with a nice froth on top and some honey. Use code cup of nurses for discount at checkout. That is code cup of nurses. Not to mention with every purchase, mud water donates to the Berkeley Center for the Science of Psychedelics. Yeah. And can you briefly talk to us about the Together While Apart project that you started? Sure, sure. Well, back in um, March of 2020, um, I had a daughter who was a nurse in DC and a son who was an ER tech in Colorado. And I was watching the news just day in, day out, like all of us were. And I was seeing these amazing nurses who were leaving their families, who were um, isolating, who were wearing trash bags and rinsing out their PPE gear. And I was so moved um, by their dedication and their selflessness while I sat at home safe and sound. Um, and I thought, I have got to find a way to reach out and do something, just get off the sidelines. And at the same time, people were having Zoom yoga classes and Zoom cooking classes and, and doing things um, from afar with the community. And I thought, I've just got to find a way to use my creative gifts to process my anxiety, um, but also with a long-term goal of creating something hopeful and beautiful to let these healthcare heroes know that we see them and we value them and we are so grateful for their service. Um, so I had found a blog um, by a baker, bakery, it's called King Author Baking. And when all of their employees were um, working from home, one of their um, master employees, I guess, had a quilt project. And she sent anybody in the company who was interested one square quilt. And her only um, requirement was that they somehow put the King Author either initials or emblem on it and send it back to her. And then she created a master quilt that, that is now hanging in their corporate office. Um, and there was a couple of problems. I love that idea of community, um, but her quilt was fairly small and I know nothing about sewing. So I thought there's some way that I can do a community project 
and keep my materials sustainable and have something easy to mail. And so um, I walked around my house for about two days trying to figure it out. And one morning I walked into my um, hallway going down to the garage where all my shipping boxes from Amazon were because everybody was getting deliveries and all the boxes fell at me. And it was like the universe was standing there just chunking boxes at me going, use these boxes. So I took a couple of boxes and started cutting them up. They were lightweight. They were flat. I was repurposing them. And I thought, this is it. I'm going to make squares to send out to any artist that's interested in helping me. And I have no idea how big it's going to be, but any artist in the country who wants to help, um, that's what's going to happen. And the fortunate thing was I was on a podcast um, a week later. So I was able to put, put out a call for artists at that point. But also um, I follow so many artists on Instagram and Facebook, as well as um, having a bunch of connections through just doing show, art shows, traveling to art shows for the past five years. So I was able to really cast a wide net um, of interesting participants. And I ended up getting 18 artists from around the country um, representing both coasts as well. So um, the only stipulation I had for them was to create what was in their heart. I did not want them to sit in front of the TV and watch the news and create. I wanted them to get quiet and reflective and just use their cardboard squares as a way to process, to celebrate, to commiserate whatever was in their heart at the time. Um, and I gave them about six weeks to create. And I said, sky's the limit. There's, there's no, nothing you can't not do um, in the creative process. And um, when the, the squares started coming back to me, I was blown away. I never had to say no profanity. And this was before the election. So I didn't have to give any kind of um, rule or etiquette. But what was happening is these pieces were coming back and they were hopeful and they were full of light and love. And every piece that came in just filled, filled me with gratitude. And um, there, was, there was a total um, power. And when I started putting those pieces together, it, it was just awe-inspiring. And I, I just said, I got to share this. This is just too big a process project to keep in my living room, um, I, I got to use it to, to spread some hope and light. So how many, how many squares are you at right now? Um, well, it is a thir three feet by four foot piece. So there were 35 squares in all. And um, everybody had a chance to at least do one. Some people did two. Some people did three or four. Um, but it, and every square is different and every square is so colorful and it just, um, when I started pulling the pieces together, there was such a, a, a collective energy and, and the, keep in mind, we didn't know each other. I still have never met some of these artists. We had some zoom meetings. Um, but the fact that people came together, um, and formed this creative community, just warmed my heart so much. Were you able to select a piece for yourself as well and create it for this 
whole 35 piece. Um, yes, I actually had to do a few filler pieces um, because I, I did have some people um, who backed out at the last minute and that was okay because when the squares, the blank squares went out, it was right as people were going back to school um, two years ago and school was looking a lot different. And I just think whether they were mothers or students or fathers, they were worried about what fall of 2020 was gonna look like. So I had some people turn me down and um, I just, I wanted it to be a big piece. So I added, um, I created probably four myself um and i know you were sparked by healthcare professionals as well so is there any piece that you did or anybody else that was in that whole collective piece that really spoke to you you know what every single one did um there's one that um and i've got the p i've got a uh, poster of the piece here i can hold up for you if you want to see it um I don't know, I think the light is probably catching it. Um, but every piece that came in because people were so giving of their time, not one person said, um, you know, what kind of exposure am I gonna get? Or are you gonna pay me for this or anything? It was just pure outflowing of creativity. And um, when I told them this was going to be, um, I wanted to donate it to healthcare workers, everybody was just 100% on the same page. And can you still put pieces into this or is this like the final Oh, no, form? no, it's finished. Okay. Um, we finished it in um, the um, early 2021. And then I sent it out on traveling exhibition for about 10 months. And it went to um, a few hospitals up and down the East Coast um, and in the meantime, I had also approached um, hospitals and any kind of medical facility about um, permanent acquisition. And so simultaneously, while the piece was traveling, one of the hospitals um, bubbled up and said, we're interested in learning, a more, uh, learning more about a permanent um, acquisition of this piece. So um, that was the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. And it took two years um, and they were wonderful. I worked with the most wonderful woman there at UVA, um, their art director. And she was on board to honor the commitments I had for the piece to travel. And then said, when you're done, we would love it as soon as we can get our hands on it. And so um, it was just acquired and hung in their central hospital this past June, June um, 27th, 2022. And it was amazing. I, I went, my husband and um, we, I have four children. One is a nurse and the nurse took a red eye from working all night and joined us um, because we wanted as many healthcare workers in the hospital to be present when the piece was installed. Which hospital is that again? Just for it's at the visit. University of Virginia Hospital in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it's in their main lobby. So it's got a beautiful um, little sitting area right there. And it was so fun as it was being hung and they were measuring the 
dimensions and all for people to come by and kind of bump into each other as they looked at the piece and, and they just start smiling and to see, you know, nobody wants to be in a hospital um, except for maybe nurses, but to see, um, to see people walking through the lobby and looking up at this piece and, and starting to smile, even if it was a one second smile, it was so gratifying. Dean, I can tell that you are filled with like joy, love and positivity and everything. And uh, it's very unique because you're not a healthcare worker, but yet you understand healthcare workers and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So as you talk to these different healthcare professionals and just immersing yourself in healthcare, what do you think is the most challenging part for nurses and what advice would you give them? I don't know how they juggle so many patients. And I also don't know how they leave at the end of the day and not take it home with them. I would, um, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I think every case, and I I know not every case is a sad one, but I would be so, um, I would treat, I'd be treating the person and not the patient or the disease. And I think the person's backstory or current situation would weigh deeply on me. Um, And so I, and I know it does for my children who are in the healthcare industry. And I tell them, when you want to go home and sit in front of Netflix and veg on chips, that's when you need to put your shoes on and get outside. Whether it's 2 a.m. or 2 p.m., you got to move. And the mother nature, go find a park or a tree and just put yourself um, in a different atmosphere and environment and let nature try try to begin to help heal whatever the day um, brought you. So you've, you've had a daughter that went to nursing school. You currently have a son that's in PA school. What are the things that you've noticed that, that they struggle with? And how did you maybe help them out? Or how did you try to be the best mom for them? Uh, well, I, I think working the knife shift is really tough. And I also think um, just the the day in and the day out, um, you know, working back 12 hour shifts, um, and then maybe having four days off, but those four days are when all your friends are working. Um, so I, I told my kids, you've got to eat well, you've got to rest, you got to get exercise, but you also have to have a community, whether it's like-minded, um, individuals who, who know what you're going through and can support you, or just go and have fun, go be silly, go do something that is completely different from your work life and fill yourself up that way. And um, my daughter, who's a nurse, started off in DC and the, um, the city, just being in a big busy city was too much for her. And she was drawn to Denver because she knew that after these working shifts, she wanted to head to the mountains or, you know, find trails easily accessible where she could just immerse herself and, and totally physically remove herself from a very demanding hospital shift. Did you notice any of her struggles while she was in school? You know, I don't think she struggled as much as school as when she got out. And unfortunately, or fortunately, she graduated in 2019 and then COVID hit. So this was a really big thing for her um, and as all nurses, it's been a big thing, but she didn't really have a full year to get her feet wet um, before COVID hit. So, um, 
but you know, I, and I tell my kids, I said, look at people in the eye and treat them with respect. Even those people, those patients who, um, really test your composure. They're the ones who deserve the love and compassion and patience the most. Everybody has a backstory and everybody's carrying baggage. So. And you're very involved in, in healthcare because not only have you created this piece for the healthcare profession, but you also are participating in donation, helping with the wellness program. Can you touch base a, a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, that I'd love to. Um, well, I knew when I created this piece that it was more than just a beautiful piece of artwork to look at. I knew it had power to do something bigger than just hang on a wall. Um, and so I started thinking nurses, 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 healthcare professionals, how can I use this project to be a platform um, to help them in some way or another? And I, I just know that the mental health is a big issue between burnout and PTSD. Um, and I wanted to do something where there was, well, there was a wellness component where these nurses could um, find a way to not only be supported day in and day out, but also to know that there were lay people out there who, who wanted to help and who, who they were no longer, um, I know, some nurses now feel like they're invisible and, and overworked. And I wanted these nurses to know that this particular group of artists in this project, we see them and we support them and we honor them and, and we could not have gotten through the pandemic without them. Um, and so when I was looking for um, an organization to partner with, I'd, two things I knew, I didn't wanna handle the money myself and I wanted a, a name that people would recognize so it would give this um, campaign legitimacy. Um, and I, I wanted to focus on mental wellness. And so I just started Googling and sending out emails right and left. And um, I, I came across the American Nurses Association and within 30 minutes of sending them an email explaining the situation that I was looking for a partner um, I didn't want to handle the, the money running through my accounts so PayPal and all of that. I heard from Kate Judge, who is the executive director of the ANF. And I thought that was pretty cool that she took the time to email me. And she was like, we're, we're game. We'd love to um, partner with you and, and explore what we can do. And so um, I created a campaign in the name of the Together While Apart project, but it's a campaign to honor and thank nurses. So the name of the campaign is the Together While Apart project, Thank You Nurses campaign. And I set a goal of $20,200. It's a play on the numbers 2020, because that's the year I believe healthcare professionals became daily heroes. And so um, started raising money and I've had amounts um, come in in all different um, levels and the $20 levels up to 500. And to, to this day, right now, I have raised $12,500. And this is for the American Nurses Foundation 
um, wellness initiative program, which provides mental and physical um, support, financial enrichment, job enrichment, um, for free of charge for any RN in the country that's a member of the ANA. Um, I am not a professional fundraiser. I've never raised money in my life. I'm an artist and I hate asking people for money, but I feel so strongly and so um, passionately that these nurses, you all need help. And I, I know um, as the months go on after the pandemic, the effects are still being felt. And um, I just wanna do what I can to support and this just felt right. Where can people go to to donate if they if they would like to? Okay, well, there are two different places you can go to. Um, you can go to the um, Instagram for the Together While Apart Art Project and go into our link tree. And there's a link in there. But you can also go to the American Nurses Foundation. Um, and they have the Together While Apart fundraiser. And you go in there. And you know you're in the right place when you see the picture of our artwork um, because that's the header. And one of the nice things is you can give in honor or memory of your favorite healthcare professional and they will be notified. And I'm telling you, every time I get a donation, whether it's $20 or 200, it is a heart hug for me because I know this money is, is making a difference. Um, and I'll give you an example for under $20, one nurse in the country can receive a one hour phone call with the mental health specialist who specializes in healthcare um, wellness um, free of charge any time of day. And my feeling is, is when they make that phone call, they're probably not in a very healthy mindset. And so to know that this, you know, even $20 could change the trajectory for the better of a nurse just makes, makes it all worthwhile. And um, when I feel like I'm running out of steam and think, oh my God, I'm never gonna be able to run, raise this money. I think of these healthcare workers um, who were wearing trash bags and having to isolate from their families during the height of the pandemic. And I'm like, oh my God, this is nothing compared to the sacrifices they made. So, um, and I've gotten creative, which is the, the artist in me has come um, in handy for the campaign because I've had to think out of the box in raising money. I've done a lot of pop-ups and happy hours um, around the city, inviting um, local nurses as a way to thank them. I have these fun cups that say, um, thank a nurse. And I also have love a nurse cups and we created a bunch of t-shirts. Um, and, and what I hope people do who buy the t-shirts is when they go to the doctor or a hospital visit or whatever, they are wearing their thank you nurse. I'll just show you. They're wearing their thank you nurse t-shirt and it's a wonderful um, conversation starter. And so when I tell nurses what I'm doing, to see the glimmer in their eye and just the, you're doing this, that's so nice. And it, you know, it's just so beautiful. The, um, the outpouring of, of lay people who wanna help is amazing too, but people just don't realize unless you, know, you have a family member in the healthcare industry, 
that um, you all are under so much stress and strain and it's not letting up. Yeah, I love how you're doing it in the mental health space because that's important more than everything. Peter and I always mm-hmm. talk about you know, therapy and, and getting different forms of opinion just to soothe your soul. But I love how you mentioned going outside of nature and having that natural antidepressant, as you said, and being creative. I think that with everything going on, sometimes our job drains our soul and it just depletes our bad. We're just feeling very mundane. The tasks are very repetitive, the same, and we need to restore creative juices. So I think that's the, um, uh, you know, the theme of this podcast is almost like, go outside and go do something or go paint, go mm-hmm. bring something, go go do something in your life that gives you a spark of joy, creativity, where you have this redefined definition of what it means to to enjoy yourself. Because we, we enjoy ourselves through Netflix and binge eating and all this other stuff, but there's other forms of therapy for yourself, therapy for the soul, as you said, to restore those creative juices, which just as, as you know, you're talking about all this stuff, you're just coming from such a positive place. And that's, as nurses, we need to restore that battery so we could mm-hmm. love and give great care to our patients, you know, as well. Well, and sometimes when you are, you feel it the least that you want to take a walk, you're just fighting. No, I don't want to go outside. Or, um, you know, you, you don't want to be creative. You don't want to cook or do style your house, any form of creativity. That's when you need it the most. And that's when you'll be most energized. And I will, I will tell people, you don't have to be a visual artist to be creative. You, it, how you arrange a bookshelf or the clothes you wear or um, the color you paint your wall with um, or flower arranging, anything that uses your hands and gets you out of your own mindset that's a, it's a beautiful form of creativity that we've got. I live um, about a mile from the beach and I see people out there building these um, ornate sandcastles and it's just beautiful. You know, they're going to wash away the next tide that comes in, but it's just a way to get out of your head. So I think it's um, uh, creativity is necessary for everybody. Um, And there's this saying, and I might butcher it, but it's about a uh, sculptor where he creates art he sees the beauty in what he's sculpting not for other people but because he sees beauty through it and because he puts Mm -hmm. the beauty into the sculpture that radiates out to the outside world and the people see the beauty as well do you kind of see that with um with oh totally okay and and that was the whole um underlying principle of the together while apart project is that you know, we were getting inundated with bad news and um, just every, every turn we took, there was just bad, bad news. And there was no way to process it unless you were watching Netflix or, or you know, cooking or whatever. And I thought there's a better, healthier way to process what is going on. And your hands are the best way to do it if you can. And so um, the outpouring of um, just your your soul feels lighter when you when you create it really does and it's fun sometimes I just sit in my studio and I just giggle and it's just silly you know and I, not some of my pieces will never see the light of day but um, it's just it just makes me feel better um, one of my favorite projects I did was I was commissioned for a hospital in Charlotte North Carolina to to make three big pieces for their for their children's hospital 
And um, I, I had the mindset with art and creativity and healing for the patients, but I didn't realize the connection of how important it is for healthcare workers on a day-to-day basis to see happy art in their hospital. And so as um, these three big pieces were being installed, a couple of nurses walked by and they were like, oh my God. And they said, call so-and-so on the fifth floor and tell her to come down and look at this art. It's incredible. And to me, that just was the best paycheck in the world to know that not only were patients and their families getting uplifted by this art, but I was also uplifting people who ordinarily would be looking at a blank wall and my art was giving them a little glimmer of happiness and sunshine. So have you made other pieces for other hospitals? Um, I have, and I do a lot of um, paintings and um, sculptures for different hospitals, primarily on the East Coast, but I'm always willing to do um, for any hospital that is interested. Um, some are donated, some are for, for um, profit, which um, I right now use, um, usually donate um, a big portion of it right now to this Together While Apart project campaign. Um, But I've been so uh, busy raising money since May that I kicked off this campaign the um, very beginning of May, which was National um, Mental Health Awareness Month as well as National Nurse Appreciation Month. So it was a beautiful time to kick this project off. And I had no idea how long it would take me to raise this money. And I'm actually very proud Um, of where I am right now, but it's not left me a whole lot of time to get in my studio and create because I'm trying to be creative um, fundraising. Mm. So anything currently you're looking forward to as far as maybe another project or you said you're looking forward to getting into the studio is uh, is there a piece you're wanting to uh, to start? Yes, and I actually have a project um, going on right now. It's called the Fresh Start Project, and Start has art in it. And um, there are 23 artists. They're not actually this go around. They're not artists necessarily. 23 individuals who are interested. And the theme of our project um, are is about beginning again, second chances, and fresh starts. And I feel like because the pandemic upended our lives completely. We are not the same people that we were um, back in March of 2020. And we've had to revise and edit and recalibrate our lives. Um, Some were forced to and some chose to. And so the theme of Everybody's Square has been their idea of what a fresh start means to them. And right now the squares are still coming back into me. It's the same, the six by six squares. This piece is gonna be huge. Um, Already I have 40 pieces and um, I cannot wait to see what it's gonna look like when we pull it all together. Maybe y'all have to have me back on. Um, And I don't know where this piece will go. Um, And I would love to just send it around the country on temporary exhibit until um, the other participants and I find the right um, facility to to have it permanently acquired. Okay, I love that. I'm trying to find meaning behind what 
a fresh start means to me. But mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that everybody has a power of choice, no matter where you are that's listening and you mm-hmm. feel like you're in a tough situation or whatever happened, you can let go of all that. And I think a fresh start really just means uh, acceptance, just accepting mm-hmm. for Love that. what happened in the past and just looking forward to the future, foreseeable future. And when you let go of the grips of your past, you get to get into the unknown and the unknown is always creative. I always tell you know, my clients, when I coach that consciousness always operates through unpredictability. So the more you can let go of the control of grips of how you want things to mm-hmm. be and, and let it flow, it has the same mechanisms of creativity. And that's how things will flow through you and, and you'll be able to create meaning behind that. Well, the piece I've already made for the fresh start is a big heart mm-hmm. and it has a path flowing out of it Ooh, okay, um, like because that. my idea is that when I am more soul bent, soul centered, I see a path forward. When I get too dogged down in my mind, um, sometimes I get paralyzed and I, I get anxious and I feel like I don't see a, a way forward. But when I listen to my whole, my soul and, um, check in with my, my gut, um, I see a path forward. So that was the imagery of my piece. I, I love it. So it's like getting out of your mind and into your heart mm-hmm. and that's where mm-hmm. things will flow through you. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I just, uh, the power of creativity and I, I think more and more hospitals are realizing that with the arts and healing, whether it's visual art or music, um, or having people come in to do a little play for the patients who are able to, um, come into some kind of reception area. I, I, I love that because I've been in many hospitals where the walls are that color green. I know you all know what it is. It's that institutional green and there's nothing on them and you're waiting for a, either an appointment or for a doctor or nurse to come give you some information. And with a blank wall, your head just races and you think the worst. And then, But if you have a piece of happy artwork it's so uplifting, even if you just look at it for five seconds and it can totally shift your train of thought. So I love that more medical facilities are now aware of the power of um, the arts. Yeah. Dean, one last closing question. If you could have a cup of coffee with anybody deceased or alive, who would it be and why? Well, I will tell you, I just went to the Van Gogh immersive exhibit that's traveling the country. And I was so moved by his work and the fact that not one of his paintings sold when he was alive and he struggled with mental health issues because he thought he was a failure. And I just would want to tell him, oh my God, your art is probably one of the most recognizable um, collection of artwork that um, people, people know about and um, his colors are inspiring. So I would want him to know that he matters and his artwork has changed the lives of many, many, many people. Wow. That's beautifully said. Shout out to Van Gogh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tragic story. It really, his life was a tragic story, but just shows you that, you know, you just never know. You, you got to get out of your head and, and, and take on a different perspective and just, see how beautiful your spirit is yeah dean we just want to acknowledge you for 
thank you for getting on the show and the amazing work that you do and how inspiring it is to hear about creativity and it inspires me to maybe pick up something today and just go draw or do, do something that replenishes and rejuvenates you know mm-hmm. my heart and my soul just like you said versus getting out of the monday things so thank you for what mm-hmm. you do and thank you for being such a big part of the nursing community even though you are not <laughs> a nurse you are still here with us and and contributing to the the whole of the community well thank you so much it's an honor and i just want nurses out there, your listeners to know that I value their contributions. I see them. They are not invisible to me. And I just think you all are the backbone of the healthcare industry. I, I, I know you're selfless and I appreciate all that you do. I know it's not an easy job and you're not in it because of the money. You're in it because you're, you're kind and loving and you want to help people. And Dean, if people want to reach out to you and maybe find out some more information about you or your artwork, where can they go? Let's see. I am on um, Instagram at Dean V. Bowers Art. The Together While Apart project is on Instagram. And then I have a website that's DeanVBowersArt.com. Okay, awesome. So I'd love to, even if you reach out and just say, hey, I heard you on this podcast, I'd love to connect. I'd love that. I just, um, I'm a people person and I just would love to hear from, especially nurses, so I can personally thank them. Okay. Great. Thank, thank you, you so much so for your time, Dean. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you.